Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joins us now to talk Panthers and go across the National Football League. Al, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well, Al. We'll start with the Panthers. The news came out on, on Friday evening, but Dante Jackson done for the season. Al, how, how much of an impact will this hurt the Panthers secondary the rest of the way? I mean, it hurts him. It has to hurt him because he's a, a good football player. He's an athletic guy, a guy that you can at least trust out there to go and compete. He's made plays for this team when he's been available, and I think that's going to be the story for Dante for the remainder of his career, whether that's with the Panthers or if they decide to move away from Dante. It's all about the injuries. But, yeah, you're going to have to now rely on some young football players to go out and try to close that gap. And he's seen a lot of snaps. He's seen a lot of route combinations. He's competed against the best here in the NFC South. So if you're looking at the loss, it's going to be a big gap because they really don't have anyone that's close to having that type of experience here for the Carolina Panthers. Al, after the defense, it looked bad in the second half against Atlanta, looked bad throughout the game against Cincinnati. It looked a hell of a lot better in this game against Atlanta on Thursday night. What changed? What was the biggest difference you saw? I mean, for one, that Cincinnati game, Derrick Brown's not feeling well. He's out of that lineup, and I think he helps in a number of ways, Bobby. I think it's the push um, in the passing game. He gives the short corner to see Marquise Haynes, uh, Frankie Louvu is able to pick up uh, a couple of sacks as well, Brian Burns. And then in the run game, he's dominant. I-, I haven't watched a lot of defensive tackles. I don't get to watch every single game, but he's as dominant of, of an interior defensive tackle as they come. The way he's managed handling the offensive linemen. You can't run the ball in the A-gaps. You certainly can't run it right at Derrick Brown. So he's made a, a huge difference. When he's in there, the game is it's different. And I think when he's healthy, he's feeling well. Uh, from what we saw week one to what we see now, even with the hiccups along the way, Derrick Brown has been really consistent in the dominant force. So that for me, is a, it, it affects everything. All the things behind him, the linebacker play, he's going to keep lining off of them. And then the secondary, he's going to give them an opportunity to make a play on the ball because there's no escape routes up the middle when Derrick Brown's in there. He's been fantastic. Al Wallace of the Al Wallace Show now joining us on the afternoon rush. Informant, obviously, a really good story with how this run game has gotten going offensively, starting to click with Foreman in that run game. Is he the best storyline of the season, or is it the guy you mentioned there and Derek Brown? Derek Brown's a homegrown product, a top 10 draft pick, a guy that we were you know, talking about being on the verge of being labeled a bust. So he has to be the best story. But look, I'm rooting for Deontay Foreman. I'm excited about what he brought to the table. I think it's an attitude, a physicality, um, a presence that's been missing 
not just the last couple of weeks, but for the last couple of years, even with Christian McCaffrey in that backfield, you haven't had a guy that was the hammer that could punish defenses, that can close out football games the way we're seeing Foreman do it. 31 carries, man, 130 yards. That was very impressive, and I want to see if he can keep it rolling. Al Wallace here on the afternoon rush and elsewhere in the NFL. Al, we see the Vikings overtime win over the Bills. How worried should Buffalo fans be, including and especially Bobby Rosinski be uh, towards the end of the season? Yeah, I wasn't sure if Bobby was going to return my Bills helmet today or (laughs) what. Just bring it back to the, the studio. But Buffalo is not looking good. And the reason why you have to be concerned is because the one guy they're depending on to make plays, to be the stabilizing force, to, to be the rock, to be the MVP has let him down, and that's Josh Allen, the quarterback. So if you're not going to get good play and good decision-making out of Josh Allen, they're likely not going to win a lot of football games, especially when you're talking about the playoffs and down the stretch here in December. They have all the personnel. The defense is going to be able to, to play. Um, the wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, they're going to do a good job. But if Josh Allen turns it over two, three times a game, which we've seen here over kind of some of this skid, I mean, if you can call it three game, you know, you lost three games this season, a skid, then it brings me some pause for concern because he's not looked good. He's not looked comfortable. And now I'm worried that he's going to press. He's going to try to do too much. He's going to try to prove that he is still that guy, that he's still the leader and the best player you know, in Buffalo. So, man, I, I just hope they can get it together. They're, they're still, I think, one of my favorites to be there when it's all said and done. But they got to get it together. They got to find a way. Similarly to what Kansas City did with Patrick Mahomes, you just got to get out of your way. He's playing with a little too much confidence, too too much um, bravado, and just play inside the system. And that's always been good enough for Josh Allen and the Bills. Al, I know we've got the rest of the week to kind of get into this, but just here on a Monday, what would kind of be your early scouting report defensively for the Panthers as they go up against uh, one of the biggest threats in the NFL Sunday, that's Lamar Jackson? Yeah, you want to just bottle him up, right? And that's easier said than done. Everyone goes into that game plan with making sure you know where Lamar is, who's responsible for him. And if you try to spy him, that's not going to work. I played against Michael Vick. You're not going to be able to keep one guy and stand him up and try to track where he's going to run. He's just going to outrun you. He's that fast. He's that athletic. So I think getting hits on him, even when he hands the ball off, making sure he knows that somebody's responsible for him in, in you know on every snap, that's kind of the game plan. And look, he's not a devastating passer. This is not a, a pass first Baltimore Ravens football team so if you can force him to kind of stay in that pocket go through a progression look down the field you know it's going to rely on Andrews and some of the tight ends and uh and try to get the ball to those guys kind of in the middle there but it's tough it's a really tough task and they play well on defense but I think you're right Mark it all starts with uh, Lamar Jackson what he can do how devastating he can be once he tucks the ball and decides to become a runner for that team Al, we saw the Packers uh, beat the Cowboys in overtime. Just a couple of observations about the Cowboys. You could still run on them for as good as that pass rush is. We've seen teams be able to run on them. The Packers ran well yesterday. Aaron Jones had a big day. And Dak Prescott, again, uh, in a a big moment, uh, gets a a really good quarterback, uh, came up short. Uh, Those things still seem to be constants with the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know that they've been good all season versus the run. They've 
gotten themselves in a position where they've been up on football teams and now they have to throw the ball to come back. And you know Demarcus Lawrence, you know the pass rushers there that can absolutely get after you. And then the secondary players, really good ones that they have on the back end. So it's a formula, and I think they're getting exposed or they got exposed a little bit. And it's all about Dak, you know, again, trying to take away the run. And Tony Pollard's really good. I think this team looks better with Zeke on the sideline where Pollard doesn't have to look over his shoulders. He's a dual-threat type of running back. But, yeah, running the ball, keeping it away from that offense and, and Dak Prescott, limiting the ability uh, for Dak to kind of get in a rhythm and beat you down the field with uh, some of the good ride receivers he has on that roster. It looked like it worked well for Green Bay. And, man, a couple of weeks ago, we're looking at Green Bay and Tampa Bay and saying, what's wrong with these guys, these legends? Can they get it together? I think they're both showing glimpses of kind of digging in here and preparing for December and uh, January when it's going to be some playoff football uh, happening in the NFL. Former Panther defensive end Al Wallace. The Al Wallace Show, 2-3 to three each weekday afternoon here on the station. Al, back to the Panthers. P.J. Walker out. Baker to get the start. Does it give Carolina a better chance to win this game with the change of quarterback? I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, we saw P.J. a couple weeks ago, and I was for sure he was done. He gets out there and you know, the team looks like they believe in him. Certainly the coaching staff believes in P.J. Walker, and I wonder what the dynamic is going to be like uh, with Baker getting back in there. I don't know if the, to the some of the stuff we saw with the headbutting and the camaraderie we saw from <laughs> Baker is enough to have that team believe they can win uh, with him. I'm going to say it, it's not because I saw him play earlier in the year. and He just looked uncomfortable. And with the lack of snaps, with the lack of uh, game time experience out there, I don't know how he got better. Maybe it humbled him a little bit to see P.J. go out there and have some success with this football team. But as crazy as it sounds, and as poorly as we've seen P.J. play, and as great as we've seen him play, uh, maybe not great but good. Let me not get ahead of myself there. But, look, I think P.J.'s the guy. He meets the formula. He's he's the right guy for the situation, for Steve Wilkes. This team, gritty, hard-nosed, don't turn it over, don't make many mistakes, hand it off to Foreman, and you find yourself – winning football games. We'll see what, what Baker has, but I think he's going to be on a shorter leash than we realize. Sam Donald is just trying to get the green light, the 100% healthy before they put him in, and I think they're going to ride Sam if they can for the remainder of the season because I'm I don't want I don't think they want to have to give up a higher draft pick. How would you make the PJ on Thursday night? I thought he was terrible. The Falcons dropped interceptions. They got lucky in that game I, I, don't, I just don't get this pj walker talk he had one good fourth quarter against the atlanta falcons other than that he is probably the worst quarterback in the national football league over the last four weeks i couldn't agree more bobby i, I think we are blowing it out of proportion because we, we just want anything good and he's a he's a likable guy he's someone that you root for you know the underdog story but the numbers in the play just don't line up it doesn't say that pj walker's a decent quarterback in the nfl he's turned it over he's made you know a few throws and it looks good but i think it's more about having someone at that position that this team believes in now believing that he's going to go out and rip off 300 yards a game and, and put up three four touchdowns and light it up with dj Moore, probably not but what he is is a, a symbol of what it could be. And, and a lot of guys, for whatever reason, are playing hard for him. And he seems like, um, I hate to call the guy like the mascot for Steve Wilkes, but he's out there. This is what we're going to be. We're going to be gritty. No one's going to believe in us. We're going to get it done. 
Steve Wilkes is speaking through PJ Walker, and I believe if he's healthy, you know this this team going to rally behind him, and that's what it's been. But I couldn't agree more. He has not just been fantastic or even solid as a quarterback so far in his what five six starts now. Al, it feels like there's some real issues out there with the Raiders. Uh, another loss yesterday, and then uh, Derek Carr after the game, very emotional. Uh, and if you listen to what he said, he basically was saying not everybody is all in uh, like they should be. If you were a teammate, I don't know if you heard the comments, but what, what would you make of what you heard from Derek Carr? Yeah, it sounds like they're having some some trouble in the locker room as far as uh, everyone – that they're counting on believing in the system and, and Josh McDaniel being brought over that Patriot way, that, that system that they bring over and how they operate, how they do things, how they view the players. And if there's a disconnect there, there's always going to be some trouble. So it takes some time it, with certain teams, especially if it's a huge change from a guy like uh, Gruden to come in with McDaniel to get the personnel that meets what you want to do. But this has been the most, like bar none, the most disappointing team in the NFL because of the acquisition of Devontae Adams and some of the offseason uh, pickups and how they rallied uh, last season to end that season 10-7 and seven and make a playoff berth. You're thinking, man, this is a team that's right there and with a viable wide receiver for Derek Carr, they're going to be really good. Just never happened. Max Crosby, the pass rush, the offensive line is terrible. Carr doesn't have time. The running game. Uh, they, they seem like they don't believe in. So I don't know what's wrong, but it sounds like when you hear and you see how emotional Derek Carr was at the podium that he doesn't believe that the 53 guys in that locker room are all on the same page. And I don't know if it's players versus players or if it's players versus front office and everybody outside of the locker room, but if they're not functioning as one unit, they're going to have bad football, and that looks like two wins so far for the Raiders. Commanders, Eagles, Al, who you got? Philadelphia Eagles, are you crazy? I like the Commanders and, and he, uh, Taylor Heineke and what they've been doing, but I just think the way you see the, the Eagles playing, that defense, all the pickups they have, they're just not going to let Taylor Heineke go in there and, and win this football game and, and make plays um, on the edge and on the perimeter with Terry McLaurin in, in that, that passing game. So give me the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, it's starting to pull away from the pack, especially when you look at Josh Allen with the MVP. Uh, Miles Sanders, they can run the ball. They have the best offensive line in football right now. This should be an easy win. And when I say that, I'm thinking to myself, this is the one where they trip up and stumble <laughs> over themselves. But I'm going to take the Eagles nonetheless. Al Wallace, catch you out with the Al Wallace Show 2-3 to three each weekday afternoon here on 7-30 The Game. Al, appreciate the time. All right, thanks. Appreciate it.